Hi everyone and welcome to 10 out of 10 Would Recommend, a podcast hosted by me, Talani. And me, Gina. How are you today, T? I'm alright, that felt really formal, I don't know why. It's because I said a podcast hosted by, I mean if you're listening you know it's a bloody podcast, I don't know why I said <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I still haven't felt comfortable in the intros. And I like, I mean, you're somebody who, as somebody who's been doing an award-winning podcast for many, many months, many years, how did you find your intro? I find it weird. And I find that weird. And I also find at the end of it, see you next week. I've always found see you next week weird. Even from a kid, when I used to watch telly and you'd be like, see you next week. I'd be like, you won't. You won't see me. You never see me. <laughs> and I've always found that concept of television or radio, whatever, really, really weird. Why mm. do we say see you next week when you know you're not going to see me? Why don't you say you will see me next week? No, that's shit. That's why. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But how, what's a better sign off than see you next week? Just, See me like, next week. Why would why would that be better? <laughs> why would because, that be listen, better? because if you're watching television, you're going to see that person next week. So they, oh, you'll, so they you'll say, be seeing me next you'll week. You'll be me. That's it. That's the best sign off. You'll be seeing me next week. Hopefully, if you tune in or tune in next week for more. <laughs> tune in next week. Yeah, tune in next week yeah. is good because that's a, yeah, that's a, right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I feel that <laughs> we must. <laughs> We must address the elephant in the room, Talani. Now, I know that um, there is no the people listening the can't can't see this, but mm-hmm. you're sat in a cupboard. There's a you? reason for this, right? <laughs> I've seen the professionals do this. I've seen all the radio professionals do this, right? Mm. Someone is in my house making a lot of noise, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to provide the best quality of sound for our listeners. Mm. And I've seen people do it. I don't know if it makes a difference, but apparently being in a cupboard makes it better. Okay, yeah. Which is why I am in the cupboard. And there's a podcaster that is much better than us. It's probably, actually, it's probably quite, it's a little bit problematic, but loads of people listen to him. Joe Rogan, I think he does it in the cupboard as well. So. Among the great, you're among the greats. Amongst the greats of the podcasting world. And I've seen TV presenters do this and voiceover people. So hopefully it works. I want to know the science behind it. Do you know what? You know what? If I recorded in the cupboard, my audio would probably be a lot better. Exactly. Give the people better audio. It's what they deserve, damn it. How have you been? I've been okay. I've been okay. I'm happy that we get to chat again. Also, I am happy because um, I was looking through, you know, we've been telling people to do the hashtag 1010 would recommend. Are people doing it? People have actually, like, not not tons of people, which will change if people actually start doing it, hashtag 1010 would recommend. But... This is really sweet. Oh, like, what they saying? Let's do a little, like, let's, is it a waste? Let's do a yeah. Twitter waste, but the other way around, because a Twitter niceties. <laughs> yeah, Twitter niceties. Um, the first one <laughs> comes from, are we allowed to say people's ads? Do you reckon they'll appreciate that? Mate, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. Yeah, okay, okay. yeah. Okay, the first one comes from at Jess Hilly. She says, Tolly having therapy sessions on Ted would recommend <laughs> is one of my favourite things. <laughs> Tolly is going through so much. <laughs> <laughs> and every outlet that I can get that doesn't cost me, I'm going to take it out on there. <laughs> so good. Um, somebody else at Stevie Briggs says, I'm pretty sure that I've seen those Home Alone thief warnings. You know, the one you were talking about. That your yes, mom... thank you. <laughs> thank you. 
These are so great. Oh my gosh, you need to look through this. I'm going to look through it. Do you know what it is? I've deleted Twitter. Uh, I've deleted Twitter, which actually links quite nicely to the conversation we have with Quinter in this as well, which we will talk about in a bit. But like, mm-hmm. I deleted Twitter for a bit just because um, I was just, just losing my head in it. Like, it was just, yeah. it was a lot. It was just a lot and loads of opinions. And I just don't think it's it's a good thing to have that many people's opinions in your head every day. Yeah, I mean, agree. I will be back. I mean, I just leave the app. I might go on the World Wide Web and do it. Um, do you remember the Beyonce song called World Wide Web? No. It's, it's, it's not a good song, so I, I don't know why I'm going to it up. <laughs> Where are we going to go from there? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's not a good song, so that's probably why you don't you don't know that song. Um, but yeah, those are my views on Twitter right now. <laughs> no, I completely I appreciate that. I feel like during lockdown, it's definitely gotten a little bit overwhelming. Um, and so yeah, I deleted Twitter too, but I do go on it to go <laughs> to go onto the web version. I go on it less, even though I do still have a look at what's going on. And like you know, if people if people use our hashtag, I'll go on it more. Maybe I'll go on it more if I have some praise. Now, that would be really nice. Just so we know that people are listening and, like, people like us. Because that would be nice. Yeah, that would be really, really you know? nice. What is my therapy session this week? What's been happening in the world? What's made me sad and reflective? Do you know what's been happening in your world? Do you know what? Do you know? Here's what my therapy session is this week. I think there's okay. something interesting in going through something, but doing everything else and thinking of that thing you're going through. Mm. That's it. Okay. Let's actually take a minute to discuss this because I yeah. feel like we've had this conversation... Uh, this is going to sound like a tangent, but hear me out. Remember when we were talking about music documentaries? Yes. And we were talking about how... You've seen the Katy Perry documentary, haven't you? Yes. Oh, my God. That is the saddest... Yes, I know exactly that, the part you're talking about. That is what it is, right? Yeah. Like, like, mm-hmm. So there's a there's a part in, uh, I believe it's called Peace of Me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that we have it on Netflix, but if you want recommendations of good music documentaries, I would 100% recommend 5 Foot 3 or 5 Foot 4. I think it's the Lady Gaga one. Anyway, we also have a Shawn Mendes one on service. Anywho, um, there's a moment in it where like she's just divorced from Russell Brand or she's got yeah. like the message that they're splitting up and mm-hmm. she is in bits. Like uh, she is devastated. Like yeah. she can't even get up. Like she can't breathe. And like they're, obviously she's about to do this concert in, terms of, in, in front of hundreds of thousands of people and she, she literally, it's almost terrifying. She like Gets stands up. And up. Does it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like she, you know how people do that thing where they put their hand over their face and it's like one smiling and one is like yep. sad or whatever. It's like she just put, waves her hand over her face and she's fine. And then she just puts a smile on and goes on stage. It. It's actually insane to it's me. Like, when I watch that cl- I've watched that clip so many times and I'm like, how does, how, like, how? how? Because I would not do it. Actually, no. You would do it, though. I think you, would you would do it. You, you would, would do, do it. it. Because I think what's what really hit me with that is that, like, when you work in these kind of front-facing places, yep. I'm not trying to put us on the same level as Katy Perry. But we like, are I not mean, Katy Perry. <laughs> We're not Katy Perry. <laughs> but I mean, like, when it comes to even media or things like that, or, like, where you have to have a personality and people are expecting the same personality every time, yep. and you're doing it for money, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you're going through. Like, you just have to put it on and then just quietly break down later. Yeah, I literally. think that's really, really sad. Yeah. That's really sad. Do you know when you did the little face thing? Man, do you remember the film Face Off years ago? I do, actually. <laughs> I, I might rewatch it. I don't know if, I can't remember if it was a good film or not, but I honestly might go and rewatch it. I can barely remember that. So Wait, what was Face Off about? I don't even know. I just remember the name and be like, I remember that's the name and the artwork. 
I, I definitely remember the artwork. I've got a thing with film artworks. Right. Yeah, like that's a massive thing for me. And I remember when I was younger, of course, because I bloody did media studies at um, college. Mm -hmm. And um, one of our courses was we had to make a film artwork. And the the thought processes that goes into that, like the tagline, where mm. one person is stood, where other person is stood. So I've ever since then, I've been really, really interested in the artwork of films. Mm. Because it does say a lot. And then why is it that different artwork is given to different countries? What does What is attractive to them? And what is, I find it so interesting. That's a good point. Um, the artwork for, I hope this won't get me in trouble. I don't think it will. Um, but we have like tons of different um, artwork for titles for Netflix. And I oh, find I know. absolutely, fan like, I find it fascinating though. Yeah. Like all of, because every single one has had a decision behind it. And like, we're going to choose to focus on this. We're going to choose to bring out this character more. Mm -hmm. Like, I find that really interesting. Really And interesting. I find the artwork interesting when they don't use a clip, uh, as um, a photo from the film. Well, it's yeah. like completely different. I don't know why I'm so intrigued by it. Like, I think key art is so sick when it comes to, like, films and television and what you choose to watch. Yeah, I totally agree. I so totally that's agree. gone full circle. Don't know how we got there. I know. Look at us, though. We've, we've, got, we've got the range. That's the problem, uh, you know? That, that's what it is. Like, when you have the... When, when you're big, you're big. Do you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, when you're on the level of Casey Perry, do you know what I mean? Like, you just are. If when you try not to be, you just are. Speaking of other women that are bigger and better than us, Quinta, yes, yes for today. Well done, good segue. Uh, thank you very much, babe. Um, Quinta is a good friend of mine and Gina, although she didn't remember ever meeting me, but it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, Gina, oh my gosh, you know, ever since like, I met Gina, you, I love great. you. I was like, you met us at the Sorry, same I'm time. I'm sure you're great. <laughs> you met us on the same day. Oh my God. So it was actually a really fun, interesting conversation that we had ages ago, but we're actually like releasing it now because Big Mouth is coming back on Netflix. Should we have a trailer mm. actually before we get to Gwinter? Absolutely. All right, now that school's asleep, I'm lifeguard coach Steve, which is why my pepperoni nipples are so cooked. They're curling at the edges and filled with oil. Welcome back, bitches. Hello, boys. I'm your counselor, Harry. I know my accent sounds fancy, but I put my short shorts, black socks, and sandals on just like you. Hey, how's camp going for you? Absolutely terrible, you. It's a nightmare. Andrew? Nick! I'm Seth Goldberg! Camp you! Oh! Yes! <laughs> yeah! This was my camp! You stole my Seth! Right into the woods! Ow! I'm sorry. Oh! What the hell are you? I'm Tito. The anxiety mosquito! Anxiety is that feeling we get inside that there's danger all around us. No! He's talking about me! I feel so seen! For those who don't know, and how best can I describe this? How can you this? not know? <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, how do you describe it? It's like, it's kind of a coming of, it's animated, first and foremost. For those yeah. who don't like animation, I will warn you that it's animated. However, however, it's one of the animated ones that you will like. It's not a cartoon, okay? It's really funny. The humor's really witty. It's got great writers on it. Um, if you're a fan of Bojack Horseman, you will like it. And it's about young people coming Coming of age, of, like, I guess. Puberty. Yeah, coming of age, puberty, all of the little gross things that happen when you're growing up. And it kind of like reminds you that puberty is actually kind of disgusting. Mm -hmm. It's natural and normal, but it's still gross. Um, and so season four is coming to Netflix. It drops 
today. And so here's what happened when we caught up with our very good friend, Quinta Brunson, who is starring in the show. This is honestly one of my heroes from when I started working. Honestly, I can't believe how incredible life is that it's come to be that this, she could actually be on this podcast. Today we have Quinta Brunson with us, uh, who stars Big Mouth. But can we just set the scene a little bit so you can understand how big yes. of a deal this actually is, okay? We should. So, for us um, as well, especially. Especially, right? So Especially for us. Talani and I met, or Toddy T, which would you prefer me call you, Talani? Talani, Talani on this podcast, mate. Talani, okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, Talani and I met at BuzzFeed, um, and... When I started working at BuzzFeed, and I remember in my interview, um, the person who interviewed me said, oh, so like, who do you like from BuzzFeed? Who do you look up to? And I remember saying, I love Quinta. I think Quinta's so cool. I love Quinta's videos. I, I was like, give me any black, any black woman that's working at... It was Quinta. And I like, not just saying this to make you feel emotional, but seriously? <laughs> Cry. Oh yeah, please cry. Please cry. Fine, <laughs> we get, we'll get better ratings. Um, I'm just so happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you winning. We were always cheering for you across the pond. How are you, Quinta? I'm good. Am I here yet? Am I? F- I can talk. I, I should talk. You're now. here. You're a part of get, us. Get you're, on, you're babe. Get in. I'm Quinta Anne Marie Bartholomew Brunson, and I'm so happy oh. to be. That's not my name. I'm not giving out my government. <laughs> I don't, trust, don't trust the government right now. Because you've got things to hide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. I am so, I mean, Gina, you said that. I'm saying that I've loved you from afar. And Talani, I don't remember us getting to meet, and I feel bad about that. No, it's fine. I didn't leave an impression. It's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're just not famous enough, babe. No, is what I it just, is. no it's absolutely fine. Because you know what it is? Was... You know what it is? When I did meet you in LA, who were in LA, me and Gina, yeah. Um, yeah. we were too scared to come say hi. So that's yeah. probably why you don't remember ever meeting me because I was too shook of your success and your glory me to too. come say hi yeah. to you. First of all, I got up several times to go do it. I was like, yeah, no. That's yeah. absurd. I was eating from the same lunch table y'all were and going <laughs> to the same bathroom and the same snack yeah. cabinets. I would, but you but, ate it differently. Yeah. No, it's such a pleasure to be here with you two. A, you're delightful. I don't really listen to podcasts often, but I'm going to listen to this one because your intro Thank was you. just so delightful. Oh. And I'm so <laughs> happy to be here with people who I've come up with. Even though we didn't get to spend much time with each other, I look at yeah. everyone that I worked with, especially the other black girls, as people yes. that I've come up with. And, and where I am in my career is really just you know connected, as we can see, to where you guys are and are going to be. I hope we all just continue growing into every position that we're supposed to be in. Do you know what I mean? Like, totally. so. Yes. 20 totally. years from so, now, I want to be on the Gina show. I want to be on the Talani show. Like, I just want that to keep going. That's what I see. It's going to have to happen. <laughs> Netflix, you heard that. You've got the money, so sponsor that. You've got, you've got <laughs> the money. So a talk <laughs> show, IRL, would be great. Would and be just great. know, every time you were succeeding, Quinta, we would send it to our little group chat like, oh my gosh, we I'm do. so happy for Quinta. <laughs> oh man, that's really sweet, you guys. So we had I, um, I received a group chat called Call Blacks we called ourselves <laughs> Call what? Call, Call Blacks, Blacks. Yeah. Call Blacks. Yeah. my friends and I have yeah. a group chat called Black Table Talk and whenever yes. we have something that we need to like spill tea about we send just a meme of Jada sitting there like this and we know it's all it's time it's time to talk <laughs> about something it's one of my favorite group chats <laughs> nice so speaking of the come up what was your come up we have seen it but what what has that been like for you like living and have you had a made it moment yet 
for me, it's been a testament to all the work that I have done. I try to receive everything that has uh, been given as a byproduct of working so hard and, mm-hmm. and working with good people and being a good worker to those people, like with you mm-hmm. guys. And it's to me, it feels like a real made it moment when I get to, I'm not even lying, be on a podcast or something with people like like yourselves who I yeah. came up with. And you're still able to say, I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of the work you're doing. That makes me feel like I've made it. I think if you get to a place and everyone from like back in the day hates you, I -hmm. think that's terrible. (laughs) But uh, when I I know people who um, I've known for a long time and I still get to meet up with them, link up with them and they're like, what's up? I'm proud of you and I'm proud of them. That feels like a made it moment to me. Wow. Quinta, I, I'm feel s- and happy. I feel so I feel kind of emotional I don't know yeah, I, don't know Ooh. Dude, you, I, I, I would love to give some like little corny answer but just with the state of the world the things that have become most important is that the kind of person you are and I've always mm-hmm. felt that way but now it's mm-hmm. showing even more that that's what what is most important so I'll never give a superficial answer to that question again because the reality is because you're a real one. Oh. See, this is what I'm talking. That made it, made it, made it. Made it. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> Quinta, first and foremost, tell us about what drew you to Big Mouth, uh, your experience so far. Are you besties with Nick Kroll? Tell us about that whole coming <laughs> coming into coming into Big Mouth and how you've been finding it. Yeah, so I definitely was a fan of the show first. Um, the, in its first season. I just thought it was amazing what they were able to do with telling the story of puberty. I'm not sure mm-hmm. we really seen a show do it in that way. And part of the reason they're able to is because of animation. Um, I think they've managed to hit a unique uh, corner of discussion because of A, the writers and the people in the room um, and um, having animation so that we're not too uncomfortable when talking about these things. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's really a, a feat of content. Like, I'm not sure we've seen anything like it. And, and it's hilarious. So I was just really obsessed with the first season. And I'm trying to remember whether or not I knew people who wrote on the first season. And I, 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 I think I did know people who wrote on the first season. So I was also attached to it in that way. Some younger mm-hmm. comics who I knew were writing on the show. And as we all know, it's, it's hard really for um, younger comics, let alone black comics, to like get staffed mm-hmm. up in a writer's room. Right. And I thought it was incredible that they had younger people in the room who I knew were good at their job. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. they're going to make something. Um, good with this crew of people and they did and so after being a fan of the show and having friends who worked on the show I of course was like that show's incredible and I totally would work on it and then lo and behold I was asked to come work on it right and <laughs> yes and it was weird I've been trying to like lay out the um the timeline or the mapping of how it happened but I had met uh Nick Kroll at like I think at like party in LA and we've just really like hit it off as people. We are mm-hmm. very similar people in the way we go about life, the way we look at uh, you know, comedy and, and and our our work life and stuff. And so we just like hit it off. I'm pretty sure we'd be like best friends if we were in school at the same time. Like if we were <laughs> if we were like, you know, middle schoolers together or whatever. And um so 
I then met some of the other people from Big Mouth, like um, Adam and Jen, who helped create the show, who are the co-creators with um, with Nick and lovely people. I just love mm-hmm. them. And I was like, man, I th- in this industry, it's such a blessing to just meet people you genuinely like where mm-hmm. if it, forget the job they're doing, you're just like you're a person I actually would want to kick it with, learn from, go to a barbecue with. And that's pretty much everybody who works on Big Mouth. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was asked Christmas to do... party. Oh, sorry, what'd you say? I just imagine how good your Christmas parties would have been. Oh my oh, gosh, their, yes. Their Christmas parties are so fun um, because they're not even Christmas parties. They are Hanukkah parties. And that was another... Okay. <laughs> it's so about family for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really nice. And I love that. Even though it's not my heritage or culture, mm-hmm. it's nice to um, you know be a part of people who consider their heritage and culture, culture something to bring to the table. Love that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so... I did a voice on the third season of the show, which was incredible. Um, just fun. I love I love doing animated voices, voice voice work. And so for this season, it was just a surprise and a blessing. It was a real honor to be able to come in and play Missy's cousin because she's one of my favorite characters of yes. all time, like period on television. And <laughs> <laughs> to get to be her little smart mouth cousin is really an honor. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about it. And everyone had a smart-ass cousin. I think I was a smart-ass cousin in my family. <laughs> I, I think I was it's just, me. I was just talking about this. So, <laughs> because cousin alone is just a fascinating... I, I know I know it's just a relative, but it is a character in and of itself. It is. You know it what really I mean? It is. It is. Just it's like an absolutely. auntie is a character. It, an auntie is a character. A cousin yes. is a character. Yeah. So... One of the things I was most excited about is like, wait, Missy gets cousins? Like, that mm-hmm. is... Yeah. Because our... Because, like, black cousinhood is different from white. I had a friend who didn't know white people had cousins, by the way. Like, I, I was, <laughs> she... <laughs> she was about 12 years old when she was <laughs> I understand that. Because I remember going to a friend's wedding and she, yeah. he was like, oh, I'm not going to invite my cousins because they're not enough numbers. I was like, you think I could ever get married and not invite that my cousins? That could have run. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. It would be war. Yeah, exactly. Or I'd be murdered. There wouldn't be a wedding. Yeah. The wedding, wouldn't be a wedding. <laughs> the wedding it's is canceled. Happening. It's not happening. Canceled. So that that's hilarious to me because she really found that out at like age 12 and was like, I had no idea why people had cousins. And it's because <laughs> I think our cousinhood is, is, you know, we know it's our lived experience. And I'm happy that Missy gets to experience not one, but two different, very different cousins mm-hmm. in this series. And I think there's no better way to do it. They weren't going to give her a sister out of nowhere. So cousins mm-hmm. are going to help her discover her teenagehood. And that's so exciting. Oh my gosh, I love that. You mentioned um, having done a bit of uh, voice work and, and stuff before. How different is that? How different is, I guess, flexing this muscle, but like using your comedy in animation and voice work as opposed yeah. to doing it IRL? So to speak. At this point, I've done a couple of projects. And what I'm able to say the main difference now is when acting, I rely a lot on my face to give the cues to the audience. My eyebrows, you know, are a big part of me doing what I do. And my voice delivery is typically very deadpan. Mm -hmm. But... Mm. I cannot lean on my face in animation. Oh yeah, of course. You know, I had I, your I had face to learn has been memed too. so many times as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have the most memeable yeah. face ever. Really rock yeah. across every block is the one that's the stuck in my one. brain forever. Yes. <laughs> 
and and that's a unique thing I get to bring to my acting, but that doesn't translate to the animated world. I have to put my eyebrows in my throat, so to speak, and right. change the inflection of my voice and change my posture and right. uh, make sure that I'm actually making my voice decide to make decisions. And that's yeah. just totally different um, ball game. So it's fun to have to exercise that. Uh, and I'm, I'm learning new skills to be able to, to do it all the time. I have a similar thing in that uh, I rely entirely on my over-exaggerated mm-hmm. facial expressions to, to make anyone laugh. So I find it incredible. I mean, I when I watch people record uh, and do like voice acting, I think it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole new skill that's like above. You've got to have the range. Oh, Quinta, you have the range. You've got the range. You guys, You've got the range, oh babes. Thank you. And my God. <laughs> I know, right? Thank you and receive it. <laughs> You thought you was coming here to the I... podcast, just here for compliments, basically. Yeah, this is just cool. This is that's, cool. 10 out of 10 would compliment. It's really so nice, you know. It's, it's, every day. I, I can't lie. It's so <laughs> nice and, and thank you. I'm just going to say thank you. Learning how to take them. Um, so mm-hmm. plot-wise, is there anything that's like surprising that you can tell us in season four? Because obviously the whole thing is about like adolescence yeah. and sex and discovering your body and things like that. And as an adult, I feel like I learned quite a bit from season one. I was right. like, I did not know right. that. I shouldn't know that. I did not know that. <laughs> so is there any more of that? Oh, I should have known that. But um, I didn't know that in season four. So I, I think season four explores emotions and feelings of teenagers in a more unique way than than just, um, you know, puberty and anatomy and like the outside things that are happening. This one definitely goes yeah. way more inside to the internal conflicts that kids are having at this age. And once again, I feel they've done a really great job in taking their opportunity of having, uh, you know, animation and the the ability to go into other worlds, you know, musical numbers, whatever. And, um, you know, the, the monsters help provide a different idea of how it is we look at our, our, our emotions and everything. Um, I think there's going to be some stuff in this mm-hmm. season that probably hasn't been seen before. Um, because when I was reading it, I was like, wow, I have never seen that touched on, especially for a young black girl. I, some of the stuff mm-hmm. I'm like, Amazing. I don't know if the closest we've gotten is like Crooklyn, which is so crazy. I know that's a different world. That's a Spike Lee movie and everything, mm-hmm. but just unique black girlhood. And now there are three black girl characters on it mm-hmm. that are getting to explore the, explore these emotions and feelings in such a fun way. Oh, I'm so excited to watch it. I'm like, so I, excited to watch that it. That is actually my kink. Because <laughs> when you were talking about like just like your feelings and being a teenager and being that age, I was watching the mm-hmm. social I haven't Have you seen, seen it yet, yet, but it's been rec- recommended to me by everyone I know because I'm very anti-social media right now. So everyone's been been telling me I need to watch. You know, I try to keep in touch with my nieces and nephews who are that age now. I have a niece who's 14, just to make sure I'm checking in and seeing how she's using social media. One thing that I think is a little hopeful for the future, if we if we depend more on that route, is since they've grown up with it, they're less attached. Um, trying to get my words here together. I think social media was thrown at us at an age where we were on yeah. the brink of, of, you know, the rest of our lives. And so we got attached to it and how it, and, and we decided that it would be a part of forming our identities moving forward. 
since they've grown up yeah. with it, it seems they yeah. have a little bit of they have a little bit more of a choice of what kind of person they want to be. Oh, that's a good way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, yeah, social media. Yeah, that's a good way to see it. It's just in the background, the way it's not. It's not as precious. Yeah, yeah, but us, we Absolutely. were like, what is this, this new thing? What is this? <laughs> and it, it was in- incredible yeah. and just like a feat of nature, and we all got really wrapped up in it. But the kids are kind of like, yeah, social media, you know? I don't know. I'm not going to have an Instagram or a Facebook or Twitter. Like, they'll always be there to have. Whereas us, we were like, if we don't have one, we don't exist. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on, like, I guess the pressure of feeling like you have to be constantly online to, to even be successful? I really want to divest from it. I, I, I don't want to uh, adhere to it. I do feel the pressure, though. You know, I'll try to get off Twitter for, like, a week. And I'm like... Is it just impossible? Like, I need to mm-hmm. get it for, I need it for information. I do want to know what's going on, what the conversation is, especially because the conversation is changing from day to day. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I want to know where my peers are. You know, it's not, not so that I can uh, necessarily agree with everything, but I want to know what my peers are thinking, what my peers are talking about. But then I noticed that places like Twitter, um, they, whether we like it or not, they do become echo chambers for thought. And, it, and it's, Different, Absolutely. you know, different from the way the real world is thinking. So I think that's a problem in and of itself. But I would love to get to the point where I don't feel like I need a social media uh, presence to exist. Where it becomes really complicated for me is social media, in a sense, birthed me. So I like feel <laughs> yeah. like I'm now yeah. vowing to create the very thing that, or to destroy the very thing that created me. <laughs> like I just, yeah. I, I, I want it gone and, and done away with because I think it's helping no one, including me. I shouldn't feel like I have to have these things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the answer to what if I don't. Like, am I still going to be able to work? Am I still going to be fine? It's exactly, it's really weird because sometimes mm-hmm. I wanted to delete Twitter because it was just a lot. And I was like, Am I still relevant if I don't have... And see, the fact this that I have to ask myself that question frustrated me so much because now my gauge of success is that I can... I know for me, I have made it when I can delete all social media and not feel me like... Too. And still And still work. I know. I know, but, and not feel like, wait, no one's looking at my stuff. I just want to not have it. Right. And it, mm-hmm. it feels weird, especially us. Like, we work here. Our work has been mm-hmm. done here. Mm-hmm. It almost feels mm-hmm. like, am I abandoning my work? Like, nobody else would do right. this. No, no actor right. would say, I'm not acting anymore. I'm going to play baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, <laughs> this is a part of our work. So are we getting rid of a, a huge part of of what we've done, of who we are. So mm-hmm. it's really just a paradox for us. And yeah. <laughs> I, I really admire people like um, like Donald Glover and like, you know, Issa Rae, who seem Ugh. to have moved away mm-hmm. from it. But it, it only pushes my point further that it feels like you need that major big thing to be able to be like, oh. To be able to do it. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. So basically sure. we have to make it bigger than what we're making it in order to leave. And thus. And there we go. <laughs> Capitalism wins again. It's never happened. Again. Again. Um, Quinta, I mean, an absolute honor to have you on the podcast. I wish that we could speak for hours and hours. I wish the Me podcast too. was just Talani, Gina, and Quinta. But um, just sadly, talking. we do have to let Yeah, just, just talking. But sadly, we do have to let you go. We're so excited to see you in Big Mouth. We're so excited for all the, all the further opportunities that are going to come your way. And it's been really, really nice oh, to have you. Uh, you. Tell us yeah, where we can find you. you. Where, where, oh, tell us what's what going on. On the internet. You just said this. Uh, <laughs> on the internet. On the she internet. hates it now. I do. <laughs> uh, you know, my socials are at Quinta Brunson um, and at Quinta B on Instagram. And in the future, I 
am, you know, working on, as you guys know, I'm on the Black Lady Sketch Show. As you know, I'm on, um, there's a new series coming out, another animated project called Magical Girl Friendship Squad. I am over the moon about it. I really hope it's available in the UK. I don't know. Um, hopefully. We don't get good things, but hopefully. Oh, I really hope so. I really hope so. And, um, you know, I have some stuff. and I have a book that will be out next year. It's, it's funny because it it, a lot of it is about everything that we've been talking about, our relationship to um, social media and how it has been a part of our uh, our careers, not only our life, but what we do for a living and how that's mm-hmm. affected me as, as a person. So that's something to look out for. And, yeah, those are the things. That's so exciting. Thank you so much. And honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I am so proud okay. of you. Like, I'm proud of every you. time you win, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. So yeah. thank you. And then thank you, thank you for like coming back in. Hopefully I've left an impression so you remember me <laughs> the next time. I will, I will never Way to bring forget. it back. We love it. I will never forget. I also was just always running amok yes. at, at BuzzFeed. So I wasn't paying attention to my surroundings, but I now I'm, more, I'm in a calmer place. I, I see you and I will remember. <laughs> thank you, Quinta. Thank Thanks. you. Quinta so much thank, thank you guys that was such a good chat I love Quinta it felt really empowering and like loving one of my favorite things that we've been able to do um on this podcast even going way back to in October when we interviewed Teresa Coco and Adiemi Michael is just like complimenting black, but specifically black women yes being like, no, you're amazing. You're so great. You got this compliment. You're amazing. Love you guys. A great achievement. Um, you're the I best. Like we got to do that. It was really nice. No, yeah. it's really nice. And it's because they don't take yeah, it very it well great. as well. They get really like, um, oh no, you're good too. I was like, no, but this is about you, hun. Um, so recommendations this week. What have you been watching? I'm going to come with one that I'd watched ages ago, and I don't think I've spoken about yet. Um, it's called Motherland. <laughs> Really I'm just going to drop you in the playground. No, I'm, I'm at work. I can't possibly get away. Can he swim in his pants? Sorry, can I just ask you, did you try calling my husband? No, you just call me. Okay, nope, just want to know, that's all. I really admire how you can just switch off your family and focus on your job because I would just hate myself too much. I hate myself. So, the first time I watched it, I was pretty sure I watched it on BBC the first time, and then it came back, and then now it's on Netflix, and I watched it again. So when I watch something twice, I do know mm. that I really, really like it. And it's just about this woman who was kind of like, quote, end quote, a shit mum. Like, she just finds it hard. Like, she just kind of, like, has to yeah. do with the kids and then has to, like, work. And then, like, her mum has decided to stop helping her. Her husband is completely useless and just goes on golf trips and business trips. And she's just kind of, like, trying to manoeuvre this world of having mm-hmm. kids. And it kind of feels like, I remember ages ago reading this article where this woman said, I love my kids, but I don't like them. Mm-hmm. And I don't oh. know why that stuck with me because I feel like, what if I feel like that about my kids? Like, yeah, I really do love them, but, like, they get in the way of my shit, man. Like, go away. Yeah. So it's really, really interesting to see motherhood played in this kind of like, oh, fine, I guess I'll have to do it. <laughs> and it's probably not positive, but yeah. it's really, really good. And it's really good on friendships of just like normal, everyday women. And she met a little group of friends that all go to the cafe together what, and they're all like shit mums. <laughs> but like That's not shit I mean. mums, but you know what I mean. Normalise not being a perfect mum though. Normalise not being a perfect mum, like please. Like yeah. normal, and also normalize sometimes other things for. This is so bad. I don't have any kids, so don't worry. Other <laughs> things, 
other things might feel more important than your kids' swimming lessons. Like, just other things <laughs> might be more important. Normalise not caring about your kids' extracurricular activities. <laughs> Normalise not caring if your kids can swim or not. What the fuck has it got to do with you anyway? <laughs> we don't live by the ocean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But that's my that's my recommendation for this week. I really loved it, really enjoyed it, and I've watched it mm-hmm. twice over. And is it a, it's a film or a series? No, it's a series. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a series. A I hope it comes back for another one because I think it's just been one series. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. All right, my recommendation for this week, uh, I've been watching more of the licensed films. So, for example, when you go on films, you can see like a top 10 list. And sometimes when I get bored, I just go on the films tab and I look at the top 10 list and see what's popular in there and I just press it. So that's what led me to Life of the Party, which stars Melissa McCarthy, which I had not seen before. Um, and I have not finished, don't offense, Melissa. Um, but my favourite film that just came to Netflix um, is... And Talani, I know you don't watch superhero movies, so it's not as good for you. But no. it's um, Into the Spider-Verse, the Spider-Man movie that is also animated. In your universe, there's only one Spider-Man. But there is another universe. It looks and sounds like yours, but it's not. My name's Miles Morales. Hey, kid. Oh, I won't like it. I don't like... Two things I don't like. Animation and action superhero film. I've only seen one superhero film. And is Black Panther a superhero film? Yeah, It is, yes. It's family. And that would be it. Yeah, but did you like it? I really like Black Panther. But what did you... If it didn't... Yeah, you still like it. It's because it was black. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's very, very good. If it wasn't Black Panther or like any other kind of Panthers, I wouldn't be interested because I don't like action. Any other kind of Panthers? <laughs> <laughs> Only because I don't like superhero films, so it wouldn't have appealed to me. <laughs> All the various Panthers in the All the other Panthers, the I don't care. <laughs> Do you know what? It is like, I'm not a big action fan at all, but for mm. some reason, I think it's like I just, I just happened to see one of the films in like the Marvel because you know there's like bare films there's bare. people who like how can literally sit and like as a test will watch all of the films in the Marvel bare. universe and like I'm not that person but I think I saw one really good one like I know people say Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok for example is a good one whatever I watched one or like an Iron Man and then I just kept like watching that it's I don't know it's a really good escapism kind of thing right, but what okay. I liked the most about um this one is that it was a different take on Spider-Man because this is my, it stars Miles Morales, who I think is Afro-Latino. Okay. I'm getting that right. So he's a black kid in New York. Um, and it was just really cool. It was a really different spin on the Spider-Man that I'd seen before because like Spider-Man's before has been like Andrew Garfield or like, who's the other boy? Tom Holland, all this other mm. stuff. And it was nice to see like a little black boy, like finding himself and like, it was, it's a really cute film. Really cute film. Uh, so, how long is it? I would recommend that. Uh, maybe two and a bit uh, hours. Uh, come Most on. films are two and a bit hours, aren't they? I don't know. I thought a film was an hour and a half, unless they've got some depth to them. Yeah, but action <laughs> films tend to be really long anyway because they like draw out action scenes. Mm. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Have you been watching any of um small acts on BBC? Do you know what? I actually haven't. But hear me out on why. Mm-hmm. 
Firstly, I feel as though I need like a chance to really, uh, what's the word? It's like, it, it feels like it's going to be very heavy. No, it's not, not, not necessarily. Okay, okay. Have you seen it all? No, I've seen the first two. So every story is a different story about a different thing. Okay. So the second one is just about a party. It's literally just what you're just watching people whining each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is actually not bad. It's got um, Michael Ward in it, who is in Top Boy. Michael and it's Ward's really weird seeing him. I love him so much. It's really weird seeing best. him in his Top Boy character and then seeing him as like this guy in um, The Small Axes. What was his one called? Um, Lover's Rock? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's re- it was really, really interesting. It's just kind of like an ode to like being like Caribbean in the UK. And like mm-hmm. that whole thing was about like how the youth used to kind of have their own parties because they were never allowed into white nightclubs. Mm. Yeah, so it was really, really, it was nice. It's nice to watch. Oh, but I haven't I, seen the last one with John Boyega. I think that's going to be quite heavy. I don't know why I thought that it was about... What did I think it was about? I thought it was about Black, the Black Panther movement. Why did I think that? No, because um, the mangrove is the first story. So every story is about different things. Okay, got it, got yeah, it, got yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, it's that's really watching. interesting. Yes, yeah, I love autobiographical things. I, like, I love it. Hmm. I think the first one I watched was a thing on Netflix. Is it called Love? When it was all about different people, different relationships. Love? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is love. It is love. Yeah, it is love. really, really love that. So, mm. and that's yeah. who's is that Steve McQueen? Who's the person who did that? Is, yeah, right? and you can tell with Steve McQueen because do you know what he loves? Do you know what he loves? Right, he bloody loves an extended scene. Oh yeah, like it goes. <laughs> no, there was a one scene that goes on for about ten minutes, and I'm not joking. But he links it with really good music. Mm. So, like, as an audience, you're like, because you're so used to things being like this in television, like moving next scene, next scene. It kind of feels like, okay, what's what's is something going to happen? But nothing happens. Mm. It's just an extended. It's really like artsy and beautiful because, of course, it's Steve McQueen. So, mm. what else is it going to be? Do you know what? I actually have a question for you. Um, uh-huh. Just thinking about seeing like black people on screen, blah, blah blah, and it's reminded me a lot of how I felt. I had this thought when I was watching Sister Sister, and then also watching Moesha, mm-hmm. and. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I just don't feel like there's as many just black sitcoms that just, they're not even about anything important. Just you know black, what I mean? Just like, black people living just life. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There isn't. I, I don't, I just feel like we don't have those anymore. No, I'm not saying that we don't have UK. representation, but exactly. But like, we just don't have those anymore. And I wondered why that is, like how that can still be, all of those shows can still be relevant 20 years later, but there's nothing to replace them. Because did you see people's reactions to the Sainsbury's advert? God. So imagine, right. just imagine if there was a sitcom, just a normal, mm. like, I just, I can't even imagine what that, it's it's really sad that we don't have that. Like, it's not about anything massive. And it's nice because my niece has been watching Sister Sister. And mm. there was a particular thing she said in it. And I was like, oh my God, like, of course, how the representation matters. But oh my God, it bloody matters. Is Yeah. So as, they, as the twins get older in the later seasons, they straighten their hair. Mm. And then she said to me, she was like, why have they straightened their hair? Don't they like their curly hair? And I was like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. She was like, why is their hair straight? And then I had to go through this Who said this? Like, your adorable yeah, niece who I literally can't niece. look at without getting tears in my eyes because she's so cute. She's literally, she's like, why have they straightened their hair? Don't they like their curly hair, Auntie? And I'm like, I don't even know what to say to this. This is hard. But you won't even think she'll notice that. Oh my gosh, that's so... But they pick know, up Get her on Moesha, that's why she's got to watch Moesha. Yeah, to be fair, that was the same with one-on-one. One-on-one, I always wanted her straight hair. I yeah. thought her hair was amazing. And I oh, never no, wanted Spirit's had... hair. I always wanted her hair. That's so true. I really wanted Brianna's hair. Brianna's hair, exactly. I like... Because Brianna had the Just For Kids relaxer box hair. 
Yeah, yeah, she did. She did. It was she, perfect. And I was yeah. like, I would love to have that hair. But Spirit was there with her braids and I never wanted her hair. You never did. Why? Yeah. Well, 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 that's more <laughs> things we could explore next week. <laughs> yes. In our next therapy session, 10 out of 10, would recommend we get therapy. <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. I've been Talani. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm still there. Um, Tolly underscore T. Gina, where can they find you? You can find me at SmileGina. That's G-E-N-A on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. If you want to watch my crazy TikToks. Um, and if you want great. Hi, Do you know what? Let me not They're even really put good. myself down. Thank They're you. Really good. I appreciate really good. that. Um, and if you want to find uh, us, the podcast, Netflix in general, um, you can find 10 out of 10 would recommend all the places. Well, you're already listening to it, but <laughs> share it with your friends. Share and, it. Um, please, please, honestly, if you are listening to this right now, use the hashtag, hashtag 1010101010 would recommend and tweet or something because now I'm going to be watching it because I've I've missed like the the tweets that were done a couple of weeks ago. So, thank you so much. Um you can find Netflix UK at Netflix UK, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram at Netflix on TikTok and you'll be listening to us next, next week. week. Thank you. Thank you.